Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Vader's Basement. I'm Liam. And I'm Jared. Switching the intro around a little bit. I haven't started off in a while. So, um, welcome to today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about a fun idea. We're going to be discussing uh, what if Anakin did not kill Count Dooku in episode three. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of wanted to try out a new format, talk about some hypotheticals. It's, I guess, a similar concept to rewriting episodes 7, 8, and 9, but the difference is with this, we wanted to keep everything pretty much in place, right? This is just, right. we change one or two small things at the beginning of this train of thought, and then where do the you know what are the implications? Where do we get led down this path? With our seven, eight, and nine, that's more same characters, same planets, but completely different storyline. This is trying to have the same storyline just changed a little bit due to one or two decisions. Right. Exactly right. So in the rewrites. Yeah, same people, same places, but we've kind of changed the characters up a little bit. We changed how they interact with one another. Um, but in this, this is just the same story, same characters, just what if something happened a little bit differently. So but, yeah. so we're just going to jump right into it. Yes, sir. So I will, you want me to start? Go ahead. So essentially the first five minutes of the show is the same. Yeah. Right. Episode three is great start to the movie it is a great way. start to the movie. Uh, that was the dog fighting and the chasing and the buzz droids and the, no, it's all good or r4 yeah rip my favorite character dead shame anyway too young just imagine if uh obi-wan had taken r2d2 in episode two when he went to geonosis it'd have been fine it'd have been fine everything would have been great true G- r2 would have just saved him from the <laughs> right from the geonosis yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> the droids control the weapons. Why didn't R2 just, or R4 just lift it up and start blasting? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, look, it's it's some droidicus. R4 stupid. R4. What happened if Obi-Wan took R2-D2 instead of R4? That's the actual, <laughs> that's, the, that's real the episode today. Yeah. And the answer is everything would have been better. Everything would have been better. So we have Anakin and Obi-Wan land on the ship to go and free the Chancellor. Yep. They, everything's the same, right? They go up the, the tower, they go into the elevator... And boom, they walk out on that little walkway thing and then go down the stairs to free the Chancellor, who is in the chair and he's kind of bound there and he says, behind you. But the difference here is... Ha, <laughs> made you look. Made you look. Ha, ah, gotcha. Got him. <laughs> Force lightning. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> they, as they turn around, they look up and see Count Dooku, who is there. But this time, he brought Grievous with him. Right. So that's our first change, right? Is is Dooku comes to confront Anakin and Obi-Wan, and instead of just bringing two super battle droids, he brings two super battle droids and General Grievous. Because he's like, I'm going to finish this. I'm actually going to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, one of the things we are talking about was, at this point, Dooku knows, and I'm sure senses somewhat, that palpatine has a relationship with anakin like right. he has to know from the from good guy palpatine right his facade is good guy palpatine has a relationship with anakin i think dooku knows that palpatine's planning something he knows he's a planner so i think dooku comes to fight anakin and obi-wan with grievous and then try and throw palpatine off right and kill palpatine exactly so i think palpatine at this point is maybe thinking He's a little antsy. We actually do know that Palpatine did have a lightsaber in this scene. 
it is in, it's either up his sleeve or it's, it's in the chair. I don't remember, but it is actually present. Okay. Um, so he is ready to go just in case something were to happen. Um, yeah. But, right, I think exactly what Liam said. When we were talking, we're like, yeah, Dooku knew that Palpatine was trying to corrupt Anakin. For what purpose, he did not know. But that being said, with the rule of two, he's got to be in a pretty good understanding that Anakin is young. Dooku is old. Like, he's going to replace him, right? This right. is, this is, and Anakin's power is growing as Dooku's power is weakening at this point. We actually do know that Dooku is weaker in this scene than he was in episode two. And Anakin is stronger. And Anakin's powers have doubled. Yep. Theoretically, since the last nope. time they met. Mathematically, in they've doubled. From the time that they met just previously in the Clone Precisely. Wars. He went from a 1.1 to a 2.2. Exactly. So, anyway, um, when the battle starts off, we have maybe General Grievous hangs back a little bit on the on the catwalk with the two super battle droids. And this is where Grievous is brought in, but Grievous is actually injured. So we are taking for canon yes. the old Legends, well, the old animated yes. series. Yes, yeah, like the animated Clone Wars series, 2003, Something I like that. I believe it's 2003, because episode two came out in 2002. Right. And then a year later, they released the 2003 Clone Wars episodes. Right. In which... One of the very last scenes, Grievous is escaping from Coruscant in a ship, and Mace Windu reaches out and uses Force Crush and crushes his, like, chest and yeah. punctures, not punctures, I guess, his lung, but, like, condenses his chest right. to the point where he's now having trouble breathing, which is why he coughs in the movie. Correct. Yep. Now, this isn't technically canon, but we're going to take it for fact. Because yeah. it, he coughs in the movie, he doesn't cough in the series. So it, it lines up. Yeah. Um, he coughs if a you're wondering, in the series, if you're, but not nearly just, as much. But when he's injured, right? Yes. So the other thing to note is that Force Crush was used by Luke in the Mandalorian series. Which is, which is if you're wondering, like, what sort of process was used, it was that. I mean, he just, when he reaches out and he crushes one of the dark uh, troopers, that. Yeah. That. Um, anyway, moving on, the fight scene progresses as usual. Dooku's just testing the waters with him to see what it's like. He pushes Obi-Wan back, and he and Anakin go off in one direction, up to the platform, and Obi-Wan does not get knocked out. Well, this is their first push, so he, right. and he goes up the stairs on the other oh, side, okay, sure. and instead of it just being the two super battle droids, it's Grievous. It's Grievous at the top, yeah. and we have, a you know, General Kenobi. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, we have that scene take place, and and they begin dueling. Right. So this, in in this in the canonical sense, right? Anakin's duel really doesn't change with with Dooku because Anakin really does all the work himself anyway. Because right. in the right timeline, right, he pushes Obi Wan back and then pulls the like a little section of the platform on him, so he's knocked out and just immobilized. We don't have that anymore, but Obi-Wan is otherwise occupied. With Grievous. With yeah. Grievous. So, Grievous and Obi-Wan are fighting. Obviously, Grievous has four lightsabers, so Obi-Wan, again, in the original movie, is able to best Grievous on his own, but it takes him a minute. So, they're fighting off to the side. Anakin and Dooku still fight in front of Palpatine to the point where Dooku gets his hands cut off. Right. So Anakin bests him, cuts off his hands, grabs his lightsaber, but pushes him back this time. So instead of having the lightsabers up to his neck like he's going to kill him, because 
if you weren't gonna ever kill him, why would you? I mean, I guess to have him yield. But if if Anakin just force pushes him back, right, knocks him out, Dooku's unconscious. That's more likely in this situation because right. Obi Wan is facing an active threat. He doesn't have time to do an ultimatum with right. Dooku, right? He has to go help Obi Wan fight Grievous. So instead of holding the lightsabers to Dooku's head, he force pushes Dooku back. Dooku gets knocked unconscious, and then Anakin goes to help Obi Wan fight Grievous. This fight takes place. Maybe Grievous has lost one lightsaber at this point, but fighting Obi-Wan and Anakin is a lot to deal with for Grievous, who, like we said, is recently injured. So he starts to get bested. We talked about Grievous possibly shooting out one of the windows, similarly to how he does in the movie. But this time, General Grievous is going to puncture the window and... Obi-Wan and Anakin would start to get pulled out. Obviously, they need to secure themselves to something. Dooku would start to fall out. They would have to grab him using the Force. Palpatine might go out, but he was secured in his chair, so maybe he'd be okay. Grievous would take this opportunity to try and escape. He might try and go out the window. But then the elevator door opens, and we see Shock T. So in this version, just as a little bit of a cameo, we thought it would be cool for Shock T to pop up. In episode three, in one of the deleted scenes, she's actually shown to be on this capital ship, and Grievous kills her. Yeah. We think that R2, the really main hero of the Star Wars galaxy. 100%. 100%. <laughs> he solves all the problems. If Star Wars didn't have R2, everyone would be dead. True. <laughs> Every character would Empire would have lasted times. for a thousand years. So, R2, in his benevolent wisdom, decides... Instead of letting the ship crash and all the prisoners die, I'm going to release all the Republic prisoners that have been captured by the Separatists, right? That makes sense. Shakti is one of these prisoners, so she shows up in the elevator. Maybe she starts to get sucked out, but she could grab onto something. When we were talking about this, Jared mentioned, you know, all Jedi have a little bit of foresight. That's what makes them such good pilots is they're kind of able to see a little bit of the future, even if it's not like visions of the future they have apprehension right, right. they, they know. know what's going to happen oh, a little bit i think you're going to bank left i'll shoot left a little bit that's right. cheating <laughs> yeah no it really is it, it really is cheating so anyway so she's ready she has grabbed onto something and she pulls grievous toward her to stop him from getting out right she pulls him and the blast doors shut now grievous is trapped in the room with shock t obi-wan anakin palpatine Palpatine's not going to fight because he still doesn't want to reveal that he's a Sith. But now Grievous has to face Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Shock T. Goner. <laughs> he's a coward and probably would try to run away again. But in this case... Well, and we also point, you know, it, it, playing the scene because this battle takes longer. Yeah. Around the same time is when the Venator passes right by the Providence and the, it, they, they exchange this like broadside attack. And the Providence, the, the droid ship, right, starts to go down. So yeah. rather than them being in the elevator shaft when this happens they're in the main cabin fighting so maybe the ship starts to go down even that so the gravity right everything it starts shifting down and grievous clings on and maybe he's going to try to run up the ceiling yeah or something like that yeah and so whatever happens with this we end up we still have this this part where the ship starts to turn right. and the ground then becomes the wall then becomes the ceiling <laughs> and you kind of have this but we were thinking that they could duel 
they can have a battle and then at some point, whether it be a stray elevator that comes down and takes him out or oh, they best him in lightsaber combat or something like that, right? Even if he starts to get away and he says, you fools, you'll never catch me, elevator. Well, yeah. R2 gets him with that elevator, <laughs> R2. Again, R2 says it. So in some way, we would justify it a little more just yeah. then. General Grievous dies. But right. that's basically the gist of it, is it comes down to somehow, somehow Palpatine returned. Yeah. No, somehow Grievous dies. Right. So now that Grievous is dead, we have our group of heroes here, they've rescued Palpatine, and we have an unconscious Dooku who also has no hands. So yes. no force lightning while they're not looking. They don't bring his hands. They, they leave those. They leave those. That's true. Um, those are, well... Those are the relics. The Those are the relics. Those are the relics that Luke actually goes after. His. Yeah. <laughs> Dooku's hands. Dooku's severed hands. Cased in gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, actually the hand that Luke gets reattached is Dooku's <laughs> hand. Yeah. In this in this canon. No. Uh, all right, all right, no, 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 no. Too far. <laughs> so they're all there and the ship has taken a lot of damage. They decide, they're like, well, we're going to take the bridge. There's three Jedi. We have captured Dooku. We should be able to get the droids to lay down their arms. Grievous is dead. Or just kill the droids. Or just kill the droids. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, they can take it out. This time, there's no now, Grievous on the bridge. So, right. maybe a few Magna Guards, you know. But they could best the Magna Guards. Right, yeah, easy. So, they go to the elevator. All this time, Palpatine will be eyeing up Dooku, telling them, you know, we should leave him or kill him. He's too, he's too dangerous. Like, if he gets away, right. the war will continue. Let's just take him out now. And Obi-Wan, shut up, dude. You're creepy and you're old. Yeah, well, and, and Anakin gonna, and, and Anakin doesn't have any reason to be, like, any way of being convinced, right? Like, right. Obi-Wan's conscious in there, and yeah. so is Shock T. Exactly. Like, Anakin's not going to kill Grievous, or kill Dooku in front of Shock T and Obi-Wan and be like, like, oh, yeah, I had to. He just, he touched a live wire. That's how he got shocked to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, exactly. So we have all these characters around, and so he, he, he can't manipulate Anakin as much in an open, in the open like that, so... You know, maybe you have Anakin leaning one way or the other, but he would never do it. Not with Obi-Wan conscious, because Obi-Wan would say, right. hey, no, you need to do it. So Anakin makes the right decision. And in this, I think, you know, I think Anakin would play a major role in defeating Grievous, potentially being the one who actually does kill Grievous, and he has defeated Dooku, and made the Jedi decision to keep him alive, right? He pushes him back, knocks him out, so he's effectively immobilized Dooku. They go to the bridge of the ship, and they take out all the droids... Same thing happens, though, where the ship gets hit again and starts to break in half, right? They're trying to land the ship. It breaks in half. We have the same scene unfold. Everyone's strapped in. We just have Dooku there. Maybe Dooku wakes up as they're landing the ship, and all he yeah. sees is just fire coming through the thing. <laughs> it's like, this is how I go. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah, no, it's piloting. There's no way to save everything, right? You right. can't also save the ship. No. R2's too busy. Deus Ex machina <laughs> shock T, and also killing right. Grievous. He right, can't right, right. also signal the Revenator. Even if they took over the ship and asked the Republic to stop shooting at it, the droids on the ship would still keep shooting at the Republic. So, like, it's still a live right, right. weapon, and, you know, they're going to take it out. So, anyway, we have the same landing scene occur. We have, you know, Obi-Wan, another happy landing. Dooku over there looking depressed at his lack of hands. Um, <laughs> Dooku in canon actually really, and especially in Legends, really looked down on cyborgs because... If you lose part of you because the midichlorians and everything, you actually lose some force sensitivities. This is a big deal for him. He'll never yeah. be able to do force lightning again. Well, and if you know Christopher Lee and the history behind Christopher Lee, the actor for Count Dooku, yes. he was a very, very talented fencer and Correct. swordsman. 
And so that's part of his style of lightsaber fighting in the movies is based on Christopher Lee's actual ability to sword fight. Yeah. He's a very, very... He was a very... He passed away a couple years ago. Unfortunately. Which is very sad. But he was a very, very skilled swordsman. So in canon then, in the Star Wars universe, for him to lose his hands and not be able to... That's a huge loss. And he's very old. I mean, he's not going to be able... He's not like Anakin who's young and can try and relearn. Like, he's probably not going to be able to lightsaber fight anymore. Right. And, uh, and so we so now that they've landed, the Jedi will take Dooku to the temple to be put in the Jedi temple in its prison, right? They're like, we're going to watch him. He's a Force user. And traditionally, they take Force users, right? They don't send him to the yeah. regular prison. It's it's their administration. Now, there are shock troopers there, but... At the temple, at yeah. At the temple. So well, we Jedi. see that, right? And, yeah. and one of the Clone Wars arcs is, oh, well, because clone troopers died in a bombing at the Jedi temple, the Republic... Uh, police in the Republic military is now able to do an investigation and they take the prisoners who were involved in the bombing even though it was at the Jedi Temple. Clones were killed, therefore it's a military matter. Similarly, Dooku was a Jedi before he turned to the dark side. Correct. And despite being a Separatist leader, I think, and Jared thinks that the Jedi could make a case, especially because the three of them have him in custody, but they can make a logical case that he is a Jedi prisoner, and he belongs at the Jedi Temple, where other Force users will be able to keep him captured. I also think that they would make the case for Dooku that he would require a Force healer. So I'm sure the Jedi would actually try to heal him. Sure. Not put his hands back. Yeah. But well, they left those on the ship. Which they landed. <laughs> oh, the front half. Well, well no. Part of it. They landed the front half. They yes. still have part of a ship. The, the back half had, the, had his hands on it. Exactly. It's gone. Like, where are my hands? Incinerated in the atmosphere. Yep. Um, but given that, he goes to the temple. We're spending, think, we're spending way. way too much time on Dooku's hands. Yes. <laughs> well, they're elegant. They're key to yes. this version of the story. They are. They are. His hand flies down from <laughs> okay. space and slaps Palpatine, it's right. thus killing him with a sucker punch from. Thank you for listening to atmosphere. today's <laughs> podcast. We appreciate. No. <laughs> anyway. Anakin and Obi-Wan get off, and we have the same exchange maybe with Anakin and Padme, where she tells him that she's pregnant, and we have he's very excited. Right then, we have him get summoned. Maybe Obi-Wan comes up, hey, the council would like to see you in the council chambers. So they go up to the council chambers, where we now have a full council, no empty seats, because Shakti did not die. Right. So there's not an empty seat on the council anymore. Yep. But we have the council reward Anakin for his great deeds. Maybe Shakti says, Masters, Obi-Wan and I spoke to the council on your behalf. And then we have Mace Windu say, because of your actions, capturing Dooku and defeating Grievous, bringing us swifter into this war, we will be promoting you to the rank of Master. You have earned the trust of this council. Yeah. And this time, right, again, like Jared said, Shakti doesn't die, so her council seat isn't vacant. Right. So instead of you're on the council, but you're not a master, it's there's no empty seat on the council and we're making you a master. So there's no downside, right? Like they're not going to say, oh, we're removing a member and you get their spot, right? The way the council works works is there are some permanent members, there are some temporary members and throughout time they get, some get switched out and positions get, you know, filled. But the point is you have to be a master to get on the council normally. 
making Anakin a master means that at some point in the future, probably he's going to be on the council. Right. Well, and that's what he wanted, right? He did not want to be on the council. He wanted to be a master because that gave him access to the vault, which he thought possessed secrets to help him prevent death. So specifically Padme's death. Specifically Padme's death. So this now gives him everything he's wanted. Yeah. And he's recognized and he has the council's trust because he did what was right and they have Dooku. So now that Anakin is a master, they then turn to him and say, now that you have achieved the rank of master, your first mission will be to assess Palpatine's next moves, right? What is Palpatine going to do next? We see this in the original movies as well. They have given Palpatine, the Senate has given Palpatine emergency powers during the war to deal with the issues. And the Jedi Council wants to know, well, what's Palpatine going to do now? Anakin, you're close to him. Why don't you go and assess and report back to us? Then we also get, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Yoda says, oh, I'll go deal with that. And we also get, Yoda says, we have received word that a delegation of senators has been sent by Chancellor Palpatine to go to Utapau. They're going to meet with the Separatist leaders. Now that Dooku is captured and Grievous is dead, the Separatist leaders want to meet to negotiate a surrender. That delegation is going. We have decided to send Obi-Wan, unbeknownst to the Senate, we want Obi-Wan to go and make sure that nothing goes wrong. You never know. I mean, you need protection and the delegation's already left and they just want to make sure that everything's going to be hunky-dory, right? So... Obi-Wan is going to go to Utapau to make sure that, you know, I guess basically play security for the Senate delegation. Yoda is going to go to Kashyyyk, and Anakin will stay on Coruscant to meet with Palpatine. Now, we decide that one of the Republic's top negotiators, Senator Padme, is part of the delegation that goes to Utapau. Right. Now that the council is done, they adjourn and everybody goes their separate ways anakin and obi-wan go down the elevator together and as they're walking out anakin says he feels uncomfortable while spying on the chancellor just like we have that scene uh in the original one he feels uh, like he's betraying a friend obi-wan tells him to be mindful but then obi-wan goes on and says how proud he is of him and that he's finally made master he talks about how proud he is of him maybe even referencing qui-gon as liam had pointed out uh previously like that's a really big thing. And now that he's reached his achievement, Obi-Wan, I think, has a man-to-man with him and says, I volunteered to go to Utapau because I know that Padme will be there and I know what she means to you. I'm going to make sure she's okay, but you need to be very mindful. There are forces at play here and I think Palpatine may be involved in something greater. Until Palpatine gives up his power, and until we find the Sith in the Senate, maybe, you know, like, there are still forces at play. The war isn't over yet. Right. Right. Be mindful. The war's not over yet. Be mindful. The war's not over yet. And so then we have this, he's, now Anakin knows, right? You know, Obi-Wan knows that I have some sort of relationship with. Which is not really a surprise. He already knew. Right. Right. We know from Clone Wars, he did know. Yeah. Ahsoka knew too. Ahsoka knew. At the end of episode five, Ahsoka R2? 
What a blabbermouth. <laughs> he told every droid in the galaxy. No, okay. C-3PO did. We know it was C-3PO. C-3PO, yeah. yeah or, or just Jar Jar. Oh, Jar -Jar. Master Andy. <laughs> Come on, it was great to see you. Again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Obi-Wan in the corner? No. <laughs> yeah. No, but in the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan even like... Like, there's the scene in the beginning of season seven, <laughs> right? You tell Padme I said hello. Right. Anakin's on the hollow, and what he hangs scene. up as Obi-Wan walks in, and he's like, uh, what, what was it doing today? I was like, to tell Padme I said hello. And, and at the end of season five, right, Ahsoka talks to him about leaving, and Anakin says, I've left, or I've thought about leaving the Order more than you know. And Ahsoka says, I know. I know, Anakin. Like, so, so they're not dumb theoretically obi-wan and ahsoka now so the fact yeah. that obi-wan tells him like hey look i know that this is going on and maybe even says like look i had my issues i had someone that i liked right and and i had a relationship with and yes. i and i cared about but you need to know that you know you know whatever so it has more of an upfront conversation with him now obi-wan doesn't know that is pregnant that changes things right. but he starts to get into this conversation of look i know you you just need to be careful right. because things can go sideways. Right. Yeah. And and Obi Wan knows about I'm sure knows about Qui Gon from the book. Like Qui Gon had some former attachments, mm -hmm. and he's seen Real Avaros, who who things went south for. But Qui Gon pulled out of it. An Obi Wan pulled out of it. Right. Anakin. I don't know if he knows he's married, but he definitely knows there's a relationship there. And I think what this does is it gives Anakin that seed that he can still trust Obi Wan despite the fact that Obi-Wan knows about his relationship definitively. And that is a game changer, I think. Yeah. And I do think that Obi-Wan would say something to him once he's a Jedi Master. It's like a man-to-man -man yeah. now. You know, yeah. we're brothers. You've made it to the top. Right. And we need to have a conversation about this when I get back, yeah. basically. Well, and, and he's, not a, an, uh, he's not a prominent figure above Anakin anymore. Right. He might still be a mentor, but he's not Anakin's quote-unquote boss. He's right. not Anakin's yeah. leader. He doesn't have authority over Anakin. Now it's, hey, look, you've done your piece. I've done my job, and now you've made it. Yes. We can, you know, we can be on even ground now. No one has no, that I, ground. I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> but also, with that that man-to-man -man talk, yeah. I'm not going to stifle you in the eyes of the council. I, you know, I knew and I didn't tell them and I let them promote you and I which, still argued for it. Which shows a lot about Obi-Wan because right. Obi-Wan's very much a rule follower and the yes, fact that he, he knows about Padme. And... He thought Padme was good for Anakin yeah, because Anakin true. had a lot going on and with the war. And so I feel like as the war is winding down, Obi-Wan would have felt it was time to mention well, it. Like, okay, now that you're going to be seeing a lot less death of all of your friends and the war is going to come to yes. an end, you know... But I do think that Obi-Wan is in this scenario where he would take the initiative to go and protect. Like, I'll volunteer for it. I know yeah. Padme's going, yeah. and I can shield Anakin for that. I've asked Anakin, you know, as part of the council, that has asked Anakin to go on this compromising assignment to spy on Palpatine. You do me a solid, I do you a solid. Yeah. She's going to be in good hands. You know, you can trust me. So here's where we find Anakin. And at this point, right, let's circle back to the original. What if Anakin didn't kill Dooku? Right? That was our question. Three main things have changed for Anakin in the positive. One, he hasn't killed Dooku, meaning yeah. he does not have the guilt of killing Dooku anymore, right? Immediately after he kills him, he says, what have I done? Like, that, that, this was not, that was not the Jedi way. And, you know, and Palpatine says, no, Anakin, it was necessary. He was too, even says there, he was too powerful. It would have, right? Yes. In our version, nope. 
He doesn't have that guilt. He's done the right thing. The second thing is he has both gained the trust of the council and the position of master. So now he's not fuming and enraged at the council, right? He's done the right thing mm-hmm. and he got rewarded for it, right? So those two things change. And just like we talked about and what Jared was saying, he now has a, a deeper level of trust and a deeper relationship definition with Obi-Wan. This is a pivotal moment for yes. them. These three things really change the course of how Star Wars then progresses because Anakin is not vulnerable like he was in the main movies. Right. And the the other thing on this is it's not too far-fetched to think that the scene with Obi-Wan and Anakin would go this way because we know that Obi-Wan knew about the relationship and Obi-Wan already in this scene tells him how powerful he's become, how good of a friend he is, and how much he respects him. I mean, they have a heart-to-heart conversation in this scene already. Yeah. So to think that it would progress even to a higher degree once he gets the rank of master, and yep. Obi-Wan knew that that was his goal. Yeah. Obi-Wan knew that that's what he wanted. I mean, every Jedi wants to be a yeah. Jedi master, right? I mean, you. But, but for Anakin, it was well-deserved. Yeah. And, and being extra proud of him that Dooku's now alive. Yeah. Right? Again, Dooku is, you know, Qui-Gon's master, so they're... One level up. So Obi-Wan knew... Grandmaster and great-grandmaster. Right, if you will. (laughs) So that's another thing. So we have them depart. Obi-Wan goes on a special... You know, he takes his Actus Jedi Starfighter, gets in a Starfighter ring, goes on his own to Utapau. Yep. And he's going to kind of preside and watch over what's going on there. And then Anakin... Goes to assess Palpatine's motives moving forward. You know, we can get a similar scene to what we have in the movies. Anakin goes and talks to Palpatine, but... This time, it's more of a, the war's coming to an end. I've been promoted to master. Palpatine could say, oh, have you? Good for you. And, you know, we get some small talk, and Palpatine and Anakin are close. Assumedly, Anakin would also kind of want to brag to Palpatine a little bit, right, that he got. And Palpatine is somewhat of a father figure, so it is a weird thing for Anakin to spy on him. He still feels weird about that, right? Jared said, he still confesses to Obi-Wan, I feel weird about this because... Of my relationship with Palpatine. Palpatine, in this conversation with Anakin, says, Ah, yes, everything's good. The delegation is on its way to Utapau, but brings up some concerns. Says, I have my doubts that it will work. Now, maybe Palpatine hasn't told Anakin that Padme's there, but but Anakin knows, right? Obi-Wan just told him that Padme's in the delegation. And Anakin then gets concerned about Padme. Well, what do you mean you don't think it will be successful? And... Palpatine might just say, well, with Dooku still alive, there's still hope that he could escape. He doesn't have his hands, but he still has his mind. The mind is a powerful thing. So I just, I think that while hope remains for the Separatist leaders, I think that the delegation may fail. Anakin clearly starts to get concerned, and Palpatine says, you know, something along the lines of, well, but... You know, they're with good company. They have a, a company of, of clone troopers. I'm sure they'll be fine. But I think for the safety of the senators and the success of the galaxy and the Republic, Dooku needs to die. And this is where he starts to plant the seeds in Anakin of... Do it. <laughs> yeah, of the dark side, of Dooku needs to be dead. Dooku can't survive, and the Republic win the war. And in 
in the original scene on the bridge of the ship, Palpatine says, remember what you told me about your, your mother and the, and the Tusken Raiders, right? Like he confided in him that he slaughtered the whole Tusken Raider village. So maybe we yeah. have this here, like, you know, they killed your mother, but imagine how many, just how many mothers Dooku has killed, right. how many, uh, all the pain, how he's many caused, Jedi he's how many killed, Jedi how many clones. Killed. Imagine all the sacrifices that have been made to this point. Do we really want to throw that all away? Just because we want to keep Dooku as a prisoner, and now that you're a Jedi Master, yeah, like what do you have to lose, basically? Yeah, right. Yeah, so so Palpatine's trying to convince Anakin to kill Dooku. Obviously, we know he wants Dooku dead so that Rule of Two can remain. He can take a new apprentice, and in killing Dooku, right, one of the things we just talked about, well, Dooku wouldn't have died. Now Anakin has the guilt again because right. he still would have felt that guilt. Yeah. So so Anakin didn't kill Dooku, right? And he's but also, he, as you said, planted the seed that maybe the Utapau, you know, situation right. may be dangerous. And he, right. you know, Palpatine would have ordered Padme to go. Yeah. So he's now put her in a position that he's alluding to maybe compromising. And, but unbeknownst to Palpatine, Obi-Wan has gone. So maybe, you know, he's Correct. trying to also say, oh, you, yeah, oh that she's in danger. Yeah. Ah, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then Anakin... Worried for Padme, obviously. He's he's going to think about this, right? It's not just going to be a, no, I can't, I'm not going to do that. Like, Anakin is more stable, but is still an emotional being. He's going to think about it. So maybe he goes to confront Dooku, right? And at least find out. At least confront Dooku and see what Dooku has to say. So he goes back to the temple. He goes down to the level where Dooku is being held prisoner. The Jedi healers have done what they were going to do, and they've healed him as much as they could. Um, I definitely think Dooku would have bounced his head around a little bit in all the commotion of the ship going down and all this. So they patched up that. You know. Yeah, maybe he's in a hospital bed, secure. Mm. You know, like, whatever. He, so, so he's back to... But he's very clearly, like, um, incapable of a lot of movement. He's, he's, right. he's incapacitated. Yeah. Right. So Anakin shows up, starts to talk to Dooku... Starts to say, we've won. Grievous is dead. The Separatist leaders are surrendering on Utapau now. Maybe he bluffs a little bit and says, you've lost. And at that, Dooku says, I haven't lost. There's more things in motion than you even know. Boy. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, he's very, very uh, prideful, Dooku. And now he's just... He's, yeah. he's a little low, too, because he yeah. lost his hands and he's... so. So now, and exactly, so Dooku, this, this guy who has had all this, I mean, talk about pride. He's a count. He is count literally a count, right. For those of you who don't know, his family paid for the clone army. Yes. In full. Yes. He's very wealthy. <laughs> yes. He is the leader of the Separatists. He has power. He has money. He has influence. He has all this and now he has no hands. He's injured laying in the Jedi Temple. Captured. So he's very down. Now, what, what we were talking about might happen is Dooku says to Anakin, he sent you here to kill me, didn't he? And then Anakin's like, what are you talking about? Who, and, and this is where Dooku reveals to Anakin. What he's revealed to Obi-Wan. Right. She knows this now. Maybe it goes along the lines of, did Obi-Wan ever tell you... What I discussed with him on Geonosis before the uh, 
unfortunate incident. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Anakin says, what do you what do you mean? What are you talking about? And Dooku says to Anakin, well, before all of this even started, I told Obi-Wan that there was a Sith in the Senate and that he was powerful. Anakin would have known, right? They say, Dooku said there was a Sith. Yeah. Even back to Maul, right? Oh, there's always two, but which one did we kill? And then episode two, right. it's, oh, Dooku said there was a Sith in the Senate. We have an enemy, right? So they know that there's a Sith. They know there's someone. And then Dooku reveals to Anakin, Palpatine is a Sith Lord. He's the Sith Lord that you seek. And you think I lost, but he has not lost yet. He still has plans in place that you don't know about. Yeah, this is this is down the lines of, I may have lost, but you have not won. Yeah, exactly. So at this point, Anakin is like, um, you lie. Maybe pulls his lightsaber. What do I do? Right? Yeah, yeah perfect. Like That's how it. he does on, like how he does on Palpatine at first. He's like, yeah. you're a Sith Lord. Like you're you know, lying. You're pulls like, his lightsaber, and Dooku says, "What do I have to lose?" Right? right? Like, why would I lie to you? You don't believe me? It'll be your demise. And then, and Your then that's it, right? Like, yeah. Now, you know, Anakin then obviously needs to talk to someone about this. Yoda is off on Kashyyyk. Obi-Wan is off on Utapau. So instead of talking to one of his trusted friends, he goes and talks to Mace Windu. Right. So Anakin leaves the hospital wing. He passes by two shock troopers who are on their way to a change of the guard Gets in an elevator, and on his way up, before the door shuts, he sees one of the shock troopers pull out a hologram of a hooded figure. The door's shut. Anakin goes up to talk to Mace Windu. Anakin goes to find Mace Windu, and he finds Mace Windu in his chamber, or maybe in the council chambers, wherever it is that he finds him, just in the Jedi Temple somewhere. Meditating Meditating, wherever it is. And he talks to him about... His conversation with Dooku. And he says, I had this conversation with Dooku. I don't know why, but I think he's telling the truth. And my conversation with Palpatine I had earlier, I just am, I, I feel that there's something to this. Oh, I by think, the way, Palpatine told me to kill Dooku. I think Palpatine may be a Sith Lord. And Mace Windu's going to say, what are you sure? You know, same sort of thing that he says. And Anakin says, Let, please come with me. Dooku is now conscious, right? Because I think they would have given... The Jedi would have given him some time to heal before they approached him. Because the Jedi's approach to Dooku, I think, would have been, we can still turn you back to the light. I think they would have tried that. Yeah. So they wouldn't have pushed him too hard. I don't think they, they would have succeeded. I don't think... I don't, I don't think know. I don't know. Mace Windu would have succeeded no, in turning. No. <laughs> no. But maybe Yoda. Maybe or Yoda. Sure. Obi-Wan. Somebody, actually. Yeah. yeah. So... He says, come with me to, to talk to Count Dooku. He's awake. Let's go down there. So Mace Windu will say, let's go. So they, they turn around. They go that way. And on the way, they, maybe they go down an elevator. They come out. All these people start running. And they're like, what's happened? What's happened? Count Dooku has been assassinated. He's dead. Some clones shot him. The Jedi are going to be freaking out. The clones, they will have arrested. And the clones will say, we got orders from high up, the courts have decided and ruled that Count Dooku was sentenced to death and to be summarily executed. 
So we carried out the execution. Yeah. Trooper, where did this order come from? From the top. Okay. Palpatine is definitely a Sith Lord. Let's go talk to him. So Mace Windu. And it, and and from the top, you know, maybe they don't even reveal like they don't maybe say, Oh yeah, um Emperor Palpatine, I mean Chancellor Palpatine right. told right, but maybe it's even like uh, you know, um Captain Tarkin gave the order. Yeah, maybe it was somebody else, you know. Right, like Yeah, maybe but still use somebody else. Implicit yeah. that, you know, who would have made that order so Masamita or Right. Only someone from the Chancellor's office could have ordered an execution that final exactly. and that quickly. And, and that's what Mace Windu says. Only someone from the Okay. So Mace Windu says or Anakin says, Let's go confront him, and Mace Windu says, Hold on. First, Let me grab my boys. <laughs> yeah. First, let's gather some Jedi together. So Mace Windu being the top authority at the temple at this point in time, right? Because Yoda's gone to Kashyyyk. Obi-Wan's gone away. Mace Windu puts the Jedi Temple on high alert. We've had an assassination inside the temple. And I think at this point in time, Mace Windu would say, remove the clones from the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Because they answer directly to Palpatine. And we're about to go to Palpatine. Yeah. And we know... That they are taking orders no matter what from him. He controls it. He, he, he's got to know yeah. that time's up. So the Jedi now are on high alert. Maybe, they're, maybe they don't even kick the clones out, but they move them to the outsides of the temple and they move them out of central areas and they hide the younglings and like they do all this, right? They prepare for battle, as it were. And the Jedi's on high, are on higher alert. I don't know that they necessarily tell all of the Jedi all over the galaxy in battles everywhere, but at the Jedi Temple they do, I think. Right. Well, and this is where the mindset now, in contrast to the movie, we're finding that, just like Jared said, an assassination attempt has happened. Yeah. That alone is enough to put the Jedi Temple on high alert. Yeah. The other Jedi in the galaxy don't need to worry about it, right? There's no threat to them. They're not near the temple. But the Jedi Temple itself... Okay, even if these clones went rogue, even if a stray commander or a captain or a, you know, general went rogue in the military, we need to just say all hands on deck, clear house and figure out what happened and why this was allowed to happen. Right. right? And then it's now we need to move swiftly. So uh, Mace Windu will grab some extra Jedi Masters. Maybe instead of Kit Fisto or in addition to Kit Fisto, Sassy, Tinnenegg, and Kolar, those are the three he went with. Maybe he grabs some Jedi Vanguards. The Vanguards Maybe. are the double-bladed yeah. lightsaber guys. They have double-bladed yellow lightsabers. They're skilled Jedi who are put on guard duty, so maybe he brings some of them. Right. And at this point, this is where we have another branch, right? Does Mace Windu bring Anakin with him, or does... He say, I need you to stay and protect the Jedi Temple because there's an imminent threat to the rest of the Jedi. I'm leaving you in command of the Jedi def uh, Temple Defense Forces, right? Because most all the Masters are now gone. Right. They're off-world fighting battles. Kaidi Moody's off-world as well. Right. He's not even there. So we've seen him in combat throughout the Clone Wars. Plo Koon is off-world. We have all these people that we end up seeing in Order 66 yeah. in a regular movie. Ayla Secura's off-world. They're all, they're all gone. They're, they're all busy. Right. And Luminara, I mean, everybody. Mm -hmm. So he's taking the rest of the council, and now Anakin's left in charge of the defenses. I think it's likely that Mace Windu still says, you've earned our trust, you know, you're now the rank of master, right. but you still have a really close connection to Palpatine, and I don't want him to use it against you. So, and maybe he says, I'm leaving you here with Shakti, you two yeah. are in charge of 
the forces Shakti had worked closely with the clones and on Camino, right? right? Like, and so maybe he just says, you know, she's on the council. They probably should leave a council member, but Anakin is powerful enough. He says, I'm leaving you with Master T. You two are going to make sure that no more funny business happens at right. the council. And I still think that Shock Team may be still a little battered around from getting captured by Grievous and everything right. like that. So right. she's not 100%. So he's in charge of ground forces. She's going to help deduce what's going on with the clones. And at this point, we have a very interesting connection because Shock T is alive, as Liam just reminded me. And <laughs> Shock T was the one during the Clone Wars arc who was in charge of figuring out why Fives went rogue. So yep. now she knows that Fives was saying all this stuff about an inhibitor chip or something going on in their brain, and he couldn't figure it out. And this all is rushing back in. We have these clones. She goes in, meets with him. She starts to piece things together again, right? Ooh, that clone that happened, you know. Ooh, this was, he wasn't crazy. He was onto something. Well, and who else knew? Fives, before he was mercilessly killed by Commander Fox, who, who is now in prison, Earth. who is now in prison, most likely, I think Commander Fox would have been the one who got the order and made right. that assassination. So Commander Fox, being one of the shock troopers, he's right. the, the head of the Coruscant Guard, right? Right. So he was the one that maybe went and assassinated Dooku. He's being held to be questioned, right. Potentially. When he killed Fives, it was in front of Anakin and Rex, right? And yep. Fives had told Anakin and Rex, they have control over us. They have uh, uh, chips in our brains. And I think you can kind of see where we're going with all this, right? Yep. Anakin and Shakti, two of the people who are most aware of something funky going on with the clones, are going to be left at the Jedi Temple just to make sure nothing weird happens. Right. And Mace Windu, Sassy Tin, Egan Kolar, Kit Fisto, and a handful of vanguards go to confront Palpatine. And at the very least, like they did before, say, we are relieving you of your emergency powers, right? They're not even necessarily accusing him of being a Sith Lord yet, but the time has come where if he is a Sith Lord or if he's not a Sith Lord, he's too powerful, he's committed an order, or someone from his office has given the order to... Have clones kill a Jedi prisoner in the Jedi Temple. Right. That's too much power. And he has control of the Senate. Way too much power. They're going to remove him from office, take away his emergency powers, and say, it's time for a re-election. We need someone else as Chancellor. So Mace Windu takes his Jedi entourage, storms into Palpatine's office, and says, Chancellor, the war is over. You've crossed a line by ordering an assassination in the Jedi Temple and you've gained too much power, it's time for you to leave office. We're ordering you to step down. Right? Peace talks are underway as we speak. Right. Yeah. Basically, what the point they're trying to say is, you've gotten too much power, we need a re-election, it's time for you to leave. Very similar proceeding to what we see in the movie, right? Maybe it's not even necessary to bring the vanguards, because what's going to happen is, they're going to fight, Palpatine's going to kill... Literally. All of the Jedi, except for Mace Windu again. So I think I just think it would be cool to see the vanguards. Because yeah. they're dope. We we will see them. We will see the vanguards. Well, we will. But I think it would be cool. If, so so maybe it's just the three Jedi and Mace Windu. They go in. They fight. They have a duel. Palpatine says, ah! And then proceeds to murder them all, except for Mace Windu. Mace Windu bests Palpatine gets him to where he has his lightsaber to Palpatine's throat, like in the movie, says, you're too powerful, you cannot be kept alive. And then instead of Anakin walking in, Captain Tarkin walks in. 
with a squad of shock troopers. Just as Mace Windu kills Palpatine. Yep. Now, from Tarkin's perspective, <laughs> it does look a little naughty. I will say, it, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> right. No, I swear, he was a Sith Lord. No, he's a Sith! So Tarkin Which, walks in. Tarkin already knew, by the way. However, it's not illegal to be a Sith Lord. Correct. So Tarkin walks in, sees that Mace Windu is going to, well, did. <laughs> did. Is in the process of slash already did kill Palpatine. Which we know is a big wrench in things, but, you know, we're going with it. Yeah. So, Mace Windu's killed Palpatine. No Tarkin. original trilogy for you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Somehow, Palpatine didn't return. Um, no. So, <laughs> so Tarkin walks in with his squad of shock troopers, sees that Mace Windu has assassinated the sitting chancellor, and he's like, the Jedi have overthrown... They're trying oh, to gain power. The like, Jedi have too much power. Right. So, he... <laughs> Orders the shock troopers to fire at Mace Windu. Mace Windu dodges the, the, the window, right? Gets shattered from all the blaster fire. And then Mace Windu proceeds to jump out the window and reasonably land on his feet using the force. Like a Jedi would be able to do from a reasonable height. Yeah, right? Even with one hand. Even with one hand. Seemingly a Jedi could jump out a window and land within 150, 200 feet, right? They have the yeah. force. Do it all the time. Yeah. So Mace Windu lives, he escapes, and he makes his way back to the Jedi Temple because, uh-oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. So then Tarkin turns to the commander to his right. Maybe it's Commander Thire from... Oh, man. Yeah, that I know. sucks. I know. Why would you do that? I'm sorry. Why'd you have to throw, you had to throw that in there? I didn't have to name call. You didn't have to do anything. But now it's Commander Thire. Oh, oh, great. Commander Thire. He's been promoted from lieutenant when we see him in the first... Anyway. For those who don't know, the first episode of the Clone Wars has Yoda and a bunch of clone troopers. And Commander Th or Lieutenant Thire is one of the ones we see. And it's a very it's a very good episode. Very nostalgic for us. So Jared's very mad at me now yes. for making yeah. Thire Rude. Rude. one of the main villains. But... Tarkin turns to Thire and says, Commander Thire, execute Order 66. And then... It will be done, my lord. Right? Yeah. And then it, on he goes, right? He calls all the commanders yep. instead of Lord Sidious, yep. right? And Because Tarkin was in on this whole plan, yes. actually. So yep. he knew. He knew. Yeah. Um, and he hated the Jedi. So this works out perfectly for him. And I think we have an Order 66 montage yeah. where we actually do see the same Jedi all die. Minus, there is no Commander Cody shooting at shooting at Obi-Wan. The difference is, though, is that the 212th, Obi-Wan's battalion, would also be on Coruscant at the same time as the 501st, meaning that there's now three legions. Yeah. Right? You have the Shock Legion, Coruscant Home Defense, the which 501st. Wouldn't, which wouldn't and, all go. The Shock Troopers would have to have some right. active duty, Correct. but theoretically they would say, all right, skeleton crew for policing, get everyone you can to the Jedi Temple. Correct. Also, the 501st, minus the small crew that goes with Ahsoka, goes to the Jedi, Jedi Temple. Also, the 212th goes to the Jedi Temple. The big difference between the 501st, 212th versus maybe, you know, uh, Shock Battalion is that they have a lot of strike craft because they actually have their attack craft there. So you're, you're talking like ARC-170s and Z-95. So if the Assault on the Jedi Temple, say, didn't go 
as planned, the destruction of the Jedi Temple would. would. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, they'd have tanks, they'd, they'd have, have gunships, ATTs, they'd have they'd right? everything. So they right. have all this stuff. So it, it's not like to... the Jedi are in a great place now, right? Right. We're coming to this point where, like Jared said, the montage happens, Kaidi Mundi gets killed by his troopers. Ayla Secura gets killed by her troopers. Plo Koon survives because I like him and I want him to survive at this time. <laughs> he feels the disturbance in the forest. Right, right. Oh, Mace oh, Windy says, oh, Plo, I get, one, I get one call. <laughs> Who am I going to so, save? I'm, I'm the gonna, nicest guy I know. <laughs> we are recreating this. So I am deus ex machina-ing Plo Koon. So Plo Koon lives. Jared's okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay like Plo Koon too. All right, so we're calling a trump card. Plo Koon lives. But everyone else dies. Everyone else dies. Who's out, right? So the Jedi Temple... However, is on high alert. So like Jared was saying, not all the Jedi die. Right. Not all the Jedi die. Now, the thing is, though, is that this is still happening at night, but Operation, the operation that took place when they stormed the Jedi Temple, Operation Nightfall, that's what I was looking for. They they did it kind of under cover of darkness, right? They snuck up to the temple, really. That's why they didn't bring tanks. That's why they didn't bring things like that. They just went. In this scenario, it does not matter, right? Like, Tarkin's like, right. they straight killed the Chancellor. I have all the justification I need right. to storm the Jedi Temple. This isn't like, oh, it was a technicality, and yeah. legally we're kind of allowed to probably make a case in court that, no, Mace Windu is on camera killing Palpatine. Right, yeah. He, I got it. Hard to get away from that one. Exactly. So, so full-on assault of the Jedi Temple. Right, and so now you have the 212th, the 501st, and the shock troopers are all coming at the temple sideways. And, you know, maybe we even see Jedi in the streets get gunned down by shock troopers randomly, yeah. you know. Yeah. They all activate. Now, at the same time, right, we, we see him give this order. Now we have to cut to the Jedi. They're feeling a great disturbance in the force, right? Really feeling all these Jedi die knocks everybody off balance still. They're, they're off balance. We've, you know, we've had the four Jedi Masters die or three Jedi Masters die uh, versus Palpatine plus all these Jedi Masters, minus Jedi Master Blokum, die all over the place. And... They're off balance. They are. But Obi-Wan does not have the 212 with him. And this is where we cut scenes, I think. And we have a little interruption in this. And we see a trap get sprung at the peace talks. So Obi-Wan's sitting up. You know, maybe he's got his little creature that he ran, ran around with in the, the actual movie. He's up over the, in the catwalk area watching these peace talks take place. There's supposed to be no real soldiers. Maybe there's like a few Coruscant you know, guard, and all of a sudden, maybe some Magna Guards come out, whatever it is, they spring out, they attack and kill the guards, and they're going to kill the senators who were sent to the peace talks, which were Mon Mothma, Bail Organa, Padme, the Emperor's largest enemies are all on the line right now. And if Padme dies, Anakin will still turn to the dark side, and this is Palpatine's master plan. Now, Palpatine's dead, but the trap springs anyway. And... Obi-Wan, seeing this happen, jumps down, starts fighting off the Magna Guards, takes them out, and rescues all the Senators on maybe Padme's ship so they came in, or a Coruscant ship, whatever it is. Yeah. He takes them, and they get out of there. I think it needs to be Padme's ship, for reasons I'll explain. Yeah. But at this time, due to all the commotion, Padme goes into labor. And <laughs> Obi-Wan's like, wait a second. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Anakin's father, isn't he? Yeah, one, two, three. He connects all the dots. He's making that connection. He's trying to call Anakin, and maybe the temple's jammed, right? We've got the clones are coming at the temple. Padme's like, you didn't figure that out by my belly? He's yeah. like, I don't know you that well. I wouldn't <laughs> ask. I would, that's so rude. You never ask a woman if she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, that is rude. 
So Obi-Wan takes Padme to Naboo. It's nearby uh, to Utapau. Not like right around the corner, but it's pretty close compared to a lot of other places. And that's her homeworld, right? So she feels safe there. She wants to have her children there. So he takes her to Naboo to get medical attention so she can have her kids. Meanwhile, we go back to the Jedi Temple. The Jedi have been beaten back pretty well. Anakin and Shakti are holding off. Anakin doesn't know why his efforts to try and quell the 501st aren't working. And I like to imagine we still have a similar scene where the clones are walking up the steps, assault style. Anakin's out there with Shakti, and they ask them to turn back, to lay down their arms, and then there's just Jedi sentinels behind them, and it's just... Because battle ready. And they could start talking to the clones. There's not really going to be a response. It's just, you're traitors to the Republic, and... We're here to uh, eliminate the threat, right? So so that battle takes place. By the time we get to the Jedi Temple, after that initial bit, they've been beaten back. There's still a decent amount of Jedi alive, but clearly from the tanks and the gunships and the complete overwhelming amount of troops, they understand that they're not going to win this. So and this is all held up by Commander Cody leading the ground forces because he would be the senior ranking. Correct. Very combat veteran troop. Correct. So... The Jedi decide Shakti and Anakin. Maybe Shakti dies in the battle. Maybe not. Let's say not. Anakin Shakti take a selection of Jedi, as many as they're able to take. They make the plan. They say everyone needs to get to their ships as quick as possible. Escape. Here are rendezvous points. They break the comms on the way out so that there can be no emergency signal right, right. or yeah they broadcast out maybe one last emergency signal. and saying. maybe that's and maybe that's what it is right shakti says anakin you take the younglings and this selection of you can trust anakin with the younglings this time remember it's not <laughs> vader you can trust anakin you can't trust vader so anakin takes the younglings and a group of jedi they try and escape through whatever way jocasta new defends the library with her life thank god she's dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Shakti basically says, I have to warn the rest of the Jedi that the clones are against us. And so she sends out the signal just in time for Plukun to receive it and live. Perfect. (laughs) There we go. But in reality, I think, you know, she sends out the signal and says, there's been an assault on the Jedi temple. The clones have turned against us. Everyone disperse. Now the Jedi are in survival mode so right they start to escape mace windu is on his way back and he hasn't found out yet technically about the clones right he just knows but i'm sure he suspects right well they're gonna do something but he jumped out the window before tarkin said anything so right. so mace windu comes back sees the temple burning sees that it's you know being invaded by clones you know maybe he works his way in and kills some clones and is able to save uh, a remnant of some group of Jedi, right? But the point is that he groups up with Anakin and they all get out as fast as they can, right? They, they disperse. What I'm imagining is they're going to go to Polis Massa. Polis Massa is a pretty far removed uh, center for... It's like a medical facility, basically, and it's on an asteroid floating through space. Mm-hmm. So they go to Polis Massa to basically get away try and survive right and it could unfold in a number of ways but 
what we're imagining is, as we're coming to a close on this, right? Because episode three leaves off with a lot of questions in the balance, right? And so we're not going to necessarily complete everything here, but the Jedi, even the few from the temple, go to a place like Pulse Massa. Or, alternatively, maybe they go to a different place that is very Force-sensitive, like Tython. Somewhere, for those, if you don't know, Tython is one of the places we see in The Mandalorian, and it's very Force-central. There was a temple there. There's a... The birthplace of the Jedi, Yes, yeah, yeah, it's the founding place. There's a a stone that Grogu uses to communicate with, to reach out in the Force to a bunch of other Jedi. So, all this to say, the Jedi go to a place that they think they're going to be safe. Right. Now, which Jedi remain, right? We have Anakin and Mace Windu, who have brought some of the younglings and some random Jedi to a safe haven on some planet. Then we have Obi-Wan, who's on Naboo with Padme. Seemingly, once they get there, right, they might get off the ship and uh, start to get her the medical attention she needs. At this point, I think Obi-Wan would have gotten the message, and he would have stayed back, right? It's on Padme's ship, so there's no reason for him to get off. But maybe Bail stays back with Obi-Wan and says, you can come to Alderaan with me until we figure this out. We'll make it a safe haven, right? Maybe that's some place that some Jedi go. So basically what I'm getting to is, right, we have pockets of little Jedi that are going to be placed. So Obi-Wan makes sure that Padme is in the care that she needs. She's with her family on Naboo now, so she's taken care of. Obi-Wan goes to Alderaan with Bail. Then we have Yoda, right? Yoda still lives. We're going to say Yoda still lives. He was on Kashyyyk. It shouldn't have gone much differently. So... Yoda survives, he escapes in his escape pod, and he'll land somewhere and eventually meet up with other Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Who else? Plo Koon, we talked about. He survives, obviously. Of course. He'll meet up with Jedi later as well. So Obi-Wan, Yoda, Mace Windu, Anakin, Plo Koon. Eeth Koth actually lives through it as well. Eeth Koth lives, lives through it. We have little remnants of Jedi. Mm. Ahsoka lives. And she and Captain Rex get the message. And eventually, what they'll do is they'll have the information, right? Mm -hmm. Ahsoka and Rex, in the Clone Wars, were able to remove Rex's inhibitor chip. They know about the inhibitor chips, and they know that that's what's causing Order 66. So, instead of all the Jedi being wiped out except for Yoda and Obi-Wan in another handful, we actually have... Yoda, Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Plo Koon, right? All these other Jedi. And they also are equipped with the knowledge of the inhibitor chips. And Rex is going to be with them. So instead of having to go into hiding, like Rex and Ahsoka have to do after the events of Season 7 of Clone Wars, they're going to be able to meet up with the Jedi and devise a plan about how to try and turn things around. Right? Right. They know about the inhibitor chips. They know about the programming. Right. And now they're actually going to have a formidable force to form some kind of, right, group of Jedi who survive. We know that in canon, a lot of Jedi actually returned to the temple because of the call that went out, 
right? Palpatine had clone troopers put out, or Anakin had clone troopers put out a distress call saying, the Jedi Temple is under attack. Everyone needs to return immediately. Several Jedi die because yes. they come back and then they get killed. It's a trap. Instead, when the alert gets sent out, it's the opposite, right? Maybe they say, maybe there's a, a message that gets sent out and it says, oh, everything's good. Everything's all clear now. So maybe you still get a couple Jedi who die from that. But I think more Jedi would live because of the original suspicious message of it's a trap, the Jedi Temple's under attack, stay away, wait further, you know? like Stay away from clone troopers. Right. So this is where we're going to wrap up the episode, right? Anakin not killing Dooku has a ton of implications that we've talked about. And I think we end episode three on not a place of hope, right? This is still a lot needs to happen. Tarkin is in command, but Tarkin is not the chancellor. Correct. So the Senate is still very powerful and has a lot to say. Now, we won't have necessarily had all the Separatist leaders killed. Because Anakin doesn't go to Mustafar yeah, exactly. to kill all the Separatist leaders. It's a new gun ray, and I mean, it's just all, yeah. Maybe a couple of them die from the battle with Obi-Wan and the trap that gets sprung, and, and maybe, maybe a couple, if they're even there, right? Yeah. We didn't really go into that a whole bunch because it was a trap, right? They get out to, but you have some of the remaining Separatists, the Senate is still alive and powerful, and now the mission is the Jedi have to convince the entirety of the Republic and the Senate that they aren't the bad guys, but that the clones were used right. to kill them. So, And Padme lives through childbirth, which yep. is, brings up another point, right? She doesn't die of sadness, right? And, right, she doesn't die of sadness. She lives through childbirth. Uh, Obi-Wan has this secret now, and does he tell the rest of the Jedi while everything's going on, or does he say, hey, Anakin, can I have a word with you privately, please, sir? Mister, this is very important, sir. <laughs> no, like, really, like, right now. <laughs> Theoretically... That's lower on his list of concerns. Higher up is, hey, the Jedi all just got murdered. Well, right. But it's not not a concern. Right. right. But but so you have Padme. Well, and Anakin's going to be wondering where she is. Right. Yes. And Obi-Wan's going to be like, ah, oh, she's on Naboo in a medical facility. Is she injured? No. Like, you know, she had kids. Immaculately conceptive, of course, because you definitely wouldn't be the father. Would right. You? <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. You had nothing no. to do with that. But you're right. It would be lower yeah. on the priority list. Living would be the highest priority. However... That's something they need to resolve. That's something they need yeah. to talk about. Anakin's worried about Padme. Obi-Wan would have to let Anakin know that she was alive because that would be yep. his primary concern. He would be trying to get there yep. no matter what. And this is really exciting to me, right? This yeah. was a really exciting episode, a really fun episode to record. It leaves a lot of questions. There, a lot of things are open. Mm-hmm. A lot of things are open. Um, Tarkin, right? The Senate is still in power, but Tarkin has taken over control using emergency powers and it's a military dictatorship right now, right? right? And that's... You know, you've got Bail Organa, Mon Mothma, and... Does he declare Padme. martial law? Does he, he declares martial law, I'm sure, but then you have what? So they're going to come back and argue for the Senate, but he's going to say, they're Jedi conspirators, I watched them kill, yeah. so you can't come yeah. here, I saw, we saw you with Jedi. So does so, he send a fleet to Naboo? Does, he's trying to find them, and this is where you have, like, clone commandos. And this is where you have Admiral Thrawn pop up and say... I got this. No. <laughs> no, he's, he's not kidding. here yet. Just kidding. Uh, but, Just kidding. But you have... That'd be dope. But you have in Legends, right, the clone commando Jedi hit squads, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what would be utilized here because we don't have Vader. Yep. We don't have Inquisitors. Right. Right. This is clone trooper hit squads. So you're going to have Delta Squad, Bravo Squad, 
absolutely knocking down Jedi. Let me also say, in a unique turn of events, you also have an empire, republic, whatever we want to call it, that does not have a force user at the helm. So Again. (laughs) Again, right. Well, however, Darth Maul is still alive, right? Mm -hmm. He's been captured by Ahsoka on the Venator, theoretically still. But he escapes, right? Gets away in a ship, in Mm -hmm. a shuttle. Mm Mm-hmm. What does he do? Does he he knows some of this plan, right? Does he try and make a move for power? Good luck convincing the Senate, but he still has some connections, right? Like there are there are a lot of directions that this could go from here, right? I think this is a really cool opportunity that yeah. leaves a lot of things up for question, right? Yeah. And we're not gonna decide that to no, know, right? This is kind of where we had the structural points, we got in what we wanted to, and now it's up in the air. That's right. And that's the fun of it, right? We get to imagine what happens next. So that's right. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, it was really fun for both of us. Correct. Hope you guys like it. If you like this episode, please give the podcast a like. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts. I mean, we're, we're all over the place. Um, love to get these out to you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, everyone.